Chris Jackson, joined here by Gregory Moreland soon for episode 99. We're almost at triple digits. We'll be at triple digits after state for the West Coast Preps podcast. Again, it's state week. I'll be down in Southern California. I'm heading down to Los Angeles tomorrow, seeing those games Friday and Saturday, and Greg's going to be up here covering some of the games and several our intern staff as well. Greg, first off, though, we just have the Northern California Championships. We'll get right into it. What were some of your top storylines, performances you saw from the weekend of that Northern California Championship action? It's it's hard not to say De La Salle not going to state is not the top storyline. Um, obviously, Folsom finally beat them. Uh, there was predictions that they would do it earlier in the year in the regular season. They didn't get it done. It was closer than what the scoreboard said as I was at that game, but Folsom finally gets it done. Uh, Luther Glenn, I think he's the story of the playoffs right now. Yes. He has been yes. an absolute monster. I think he's at like seven touchdowns in the last two games um, alone already. So he's had a monster game, or monster month, I should say, as he's definitely been absolutely killing it. Um, Sacred Heart Prep and Sacred Heart Cathedral, those are two storylines, two teams that really struggled early on in the year, but then all of a sudden really started clicking. And then San Marin goes to their first ever state title game as well. So there's a ton of firsts this year. There's a ton of history being made this year. It's been that sort of 2021 season where everything is just unpredictable at every moment. We've got to talk about those running backs more, too, because San Marin going to its first ever state championship. Justin Gwynn actually just announced that offer from College of Idaho yesterday. He's been a big-time runner all year, consistently 150 yards per game when you look at it. Big weight room kid, too, strong, fast, hits the hole quick. Luther Glenn, though, you go through his box score, two of the last four games, 200-plus rushing yards, 251 in the playoffs against Santa Cruz, 208 on just 11 carries and four touchdowns to beat Menlo in that CCS championship. Then last week when you were there again against Manteca, 18 carries, 172 yards, two touchdowns, also had three catches for 103 yards in a touchdown. It's hard to think of a running back not just in Northern California, but across the state and all the states still playing that have been as productive and as prolific as Luther Glenn's been over these last three, four weeks. Yeah, and it's not just been him in that backfield. Andrew, and I don't want to mess up his last name, I want to say it's Palacios. <clears throat> he has been absolutely killing it. He's had, I think, three or four touchdowns in the last two games as well. So it, it's a two, two-headed two monster in that backfield, and it's hard to, to fathom just how good of a running team that is. And they threw the ball a lot more in that NorCal championship game against Manteca. But the story is always going to be Luther Glenn and Andrew in that backfield uh, for great reason because they're both great running backs. And they're one of those teams like a Sacred Heart Cathedral, like a Sacred Heart Prep that's scheduled so tough for out of the gates. Wilcox right away. You play Valley Christian. I know it was a 21-point loss, but if you were there and watched it, it wasn't like Wilcox completely got blown off the ball. It was Jackson Berman and Jerry on Dickey. Doing what those two have always done, and what can you really do to stop those guys? They play San Benito tough, lose that game. Pittsburgh a loss, Los Gatos a loss. But ever since then, they've rattled off nine straight wins. Sacred Heart Cathedral, as we know, actually lost to Sacred Heart Prep at that game you were at in week one by a score. They play that crazy WCAL schedule, get some momentum when they beat Bellarmine, lose to Reardon, just how crazy the season was in that league and the Bay Area. But tough non-league schedules pay a price in the end. They give you good dividends. We've seen it in basketball. You see it for NCAA tournaments, college football playoffs. And now look at what it's doing in the high school for SHC with who they've played. Wilcox, that schedule early on, 
Only lost to Pittsburgh by six points, and we know how great Pittsburgh was this year going to that NorCal championship, following the Valley Christian, Los Gatos, who was a league champion again. So many great things from there. McClymans was another beneficiary. They played teams tough. They had a great schedule early on there. They beat Marin Catholic earlier this season. They played Menlo Atherton in non-league. Look what happens. They beat Campolindo over the weekend and won that Northern California title. McClymans, just over 200 students to think of. They've lost enrollment so much over the years. They're going to their fifth straight state championship, fourth in a different division. JV on Thomas rushed for 215 yards on nine carries to beat Campo. That defense, Dwayne McDougal, Michael Dansby, JV on Cole, I'm telling you, they're all physical. They're tough. They made it tough on that Campolindo passing attack. Dasha Weaver and Robbie Mascheroni are unbelievable, and the plays they made were great plays by them. There was nothing McClyman's could have done to stop. Perfect passes, Mascheroni just doing what he does with his feet, with his hands, getting over guys, with his athleticism, but McClyman's another great storyline, again, going to five straight. And they've got State coming up this week that we'll get into as well. A lot of great matchups. You've got Sarah against Modern Day in the Open Division at 8 p.m. from Saddleback College and Mission Viejo, albeit that one. You've got Folsom Cathedral Catholic. Liberty Bakersfield against Sarah Gardena. That's got the Texas quarterback commit. Liberty Bakersfield also just beat Pittsburgh 35-7. to You've got Central Catholic, Modern Day Catholic, Wilcox Scripps Ranch. Aquinas, Vanden. Vanden, by the way, we'll give them some love here in a little bit for what they've done. Birmingham, McClyman, Central Valley Christian at Marin Catholic, Northview versus Sacred Heart Cathedral, Independence, Bakersfield at San Marin, Brigetti at Sacred Heart Prep, Courts Hill at Argonaut, Arlington at Salesian, Morrow Bay at Fall River, and Taft Woodland Hills at Balboa of San Francisco. Is there a specific game that you think has the biggest implications, one that you think maybe you're looking forward to the most that could go either way. Um, you know, looking at it, I'll start with the upper divisions. Um, I think that Folsom uh, Cathedral Catholic game is going to be a ton of fun. I got to yes. see Cathedral Catholic when they played De La Salle in Walnut Creek earlier this season, and they have a ton of talent all over the field, and I got to see Folsom twice this year. They also have an abundance of talent literally everywhere on that whole roster. So I think that one's going to be a ton of fun. While it's not necessarily a Bay Area uh, matchup, it's it's NorCal. Folsom is is definitely a big big dog in this territory. So I'm really looking forward to that one there. Um, <clears throat> the other one I'm looking forward to seeing is Vanden. I know you mentioned him earlier. We're going to give him some love here in a little bit. I'm interested to kind of see how they do when they go down. Um, when sorry, Aquinas can, comes down here and, and plays at home at Vanden. So that'll be a fun one for sure. Um, and, you know, I, I'm interested to see what the Sacred Heart teams do. Um, it, it's, uh, you talked about how hard their schedule was early on and, and the struggles that they've had, and they've talked about it very openly where, you know, they just simply were not very good early on in this season. And for them to get to this point has already been an accomplishment. And I'm interested to see kind of how that, that state title game, maybe pressure might get to them. Um, but once you get to this point, every team is playing well because everyone's won four or five games in a row at this point. So it's hard to say that there's, there's some sort of advantage because everyone's playing really well when, once you get to this point. But um, that Folsom, Vanden, and the two Sacred Heart teams, I'm really interested to see how they play. In Folsom, you've seen both of those teams. I've only seen Folsom. There is so much talent. They 
bounce back day of that stretch where Tyler Tremaine was out at quarterback, obviously their prolific passer, 2,500 yards this year, 35 touchdowns. Before we get more into these other players on that team, let's go into his six-game sprint statistics. He had 2,024 passing yards and 27 touchdowns in a six-game sprint season. Okay, he's got a great backfield next to him. Torrey Hendrick and Donovan Maxey Parler, both with over 550 yards. You've got the great top 100 prospect in the tight end, Walker Lyons. Junior, you got Rico Flores Jr., another great junior athlete. They've got their number two tight end, Mason Norberg, has a San Jose State offer. Folsom's up and down stacked everywhere. They got revenge on teams that beat them earlier. Rockland crushed them in the regular season. Then they come back and beat Rockland to win the section. They beat De La Salle. Stopping Michigan commit Zeke Berry on that two-point try to win that game and beat De La Salle beat them earlier That's in the season when you were at that game. The Cathedral Catholic, 11-2. Their only loss is the De La Salle in Centennial of Corona. They've won eight straight, so they're obviously they're hot like everybody else. They just beat Orange Lutheran 71-62 to to win the Southern California title. That's not a misprint. That's like when Baker Mayfield played Patrick Mahomes in college. They've got some great defenders. They've got Marcus Radcliffe in the secondary who's got two Division I offers. I think he's going to make life interesting. He and those corners against Folsom's passing attack. Good linebacker in victory, Johnson, who's got ASU, Arizona, Colorado, USC offers. they got Stanford commit along the defensive line. They don't throw the ball a ton, but they've got a Division I receiver in Rex Haynes, who's got some offers. They've got that running back, Lucky Sutton. 29 touchdowns, averaging over 11 yards per carry with 1,945 rushing yards, and he's got five FBS offers as well. That's a great matchup. I think up and down the board at each position, that's – I can go either way at a lot of those spots. I think I think Folsom has the edge. We'll get into our predictions later. Another one, though, Fandon. I saw their game. We've mentioned them before. You've seen them. You saw them last year. They've been through so much in this last year, Vanden. They really have. I, they were really honoring Daniel Hughes again in this one, repping the number nine for him. And Jemai East, his best friend. Jemai East is a Division One player. I don't care how you slice and dice it. That kid should have Division One offers. He had three catches, big plays, a great player defensively. One sack I saw him, too. On the opposite side of the field, all of a sudden he got the sack on the other end of the field. I, I swear to you, he got there in two and a half seconds, if that, and he just pursued the ball so well. You've got him. Trey Dimes, quarterback, is really, really just impressing and improving as the year goes on. Amari on York, they've got so many athletes. Their linebackers are Ryan Knoll. You've got Eric Diaz is a great defender who's going to Long Beach State for baseball. Devin Martin a physical, hard-hitting tackler at linebacker who just stopped a couple of guys actually at the one-yard line twice in a row last week against Winder to win that 56-28. to Vanderlo is a team, I think, has so many athletes and so much talent. I think this is their time. This is Vanden's year, and I think Vanden does win the state championship this year. Yeah, and I was there uh, the week after, so I, I see them at their, their lowest point. And I haven't had a chance to see him again this year. But watching that story and following along with what that team has done this year has been, it's been emotional for them, I'm sure. Um, you know, I'm at the, the Vanden San Ramon Valley girls basketball team and they're wearing shirts honoring, you know, their, their classmate as well. So it's not just the football team that was affected. It's that whole campus that was affected. He was a loved person. You know, Manteca has shirts 
um, honoring him as well. Yeah, it was a community loss uh, because he was such a great person. And to see them put on this season that they've had and go to the state title and have a great chance at winning a state title with all the talent that they have on the field. Um, It's an incredible story and it's something that, you know, probably hasn't been given enough love at this point um, because of how, how much of a community type thing this has been for Vanden. And I, I'm so happy to see him do it. I know I talked about Jemai East from the first time I saw him, I believe in, it was at Derek's uh, Iron Sharpens Iron um, way back in September of last year, of 2020, and I asked one of my favorite players. I, I, I knew from the instant I saw him, you know, you could tell he has the body type, he has he has all the skill sets and all that sort of stuff. So to see this team finally put it together and go on this run, it has been special for so many different reasons, and I, there isn't enough words, there isn't a way to put it into words how special a season as it is for them. And San Marin's another program having the special season, going to that first ever state championship. You saw them in the fog getting that win last week, and we saw the video overtime posted out of that crazy fog. I lost the ball carrier for a second, then I found them. You know what? That's kind of the way, though, it is when Justin Gwynn's got the ball, too. For a second, you think he got him. All of a sudden, that guy is gone like a lightning bolt, and he's got 2,240 rushing yards and 34 touchdowns this season. Joey Cook, their junior quarterback, 30 touchdowns, just three picks, over 2,000 yards. San Marin is doing so many great things. I know this won't be the last time you hear from San Marin. They've got some great kids coming up. They've also actually got Michael and Gracia's younger brother as a quarterback rolling up through that program, but there is a lot of great young talent coming up through there. San Marin, you saw them. You've seen them, I think, more than I have. I think I've seen them once or twice this year. You've seen them a couple of times. What's your scouting report on San Marin and just how have they really gotten to this point of going to a state championship? Yeah, so I've seen them twice this year. I saw them play against Marin Catholic, and Marin Catholic is just, I mean, they're Marin Catholic. They've been good for a while now, um, and they have so many good, great, talented players on that team. And I don't think I got the full experience of what that offense can do um, it was raining, it was cold, it was wet in that one against Marin Catholic. But in this one, when they went to Sutter and played in Yuba City, went on the road in the fog, it was freezing cold. As I put, pointed out on Twitter, I was cold the entire game. And the fog started rolling in. You could see how deep this team is and how they go and can do so many different things. Uh, Joey Cook threw the deep ball well. He you know, completed passes over the middle, and then he had the run game that is dominant as Justin Gwynsmith had a good game every single week, it seems like, this year. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it just seems like they have so many different ways they can beat you, and then talking to the coach afterwards, you know, they had a special defense set up for Sutter, and then he changes it in the locker room, which I think just shows to the kids, like, why wow, you can change on the fly so quickly. You know, if they went in and made a halftime adjustment, they were able to adapt to it that quickly. So I think that team all around is just well-coached, there's a ton of talent. They can do things when they're asked to. They're well coached and they're willing to be coached, which I think is a huge thing, especially in high school. If you can find a group of kids willing to be coached, then you can do a ton of great things. And that's what they've done this year. They have one loss, uh, Submarine Catholic, which, you know, they had a chance to win multiple times in that game. So it's an incredible season. And I think they have a great shot at winning this. Um, their quarterback is good. He makes good decisions. They don't turn the ball over very often. And I think that's the key to success. Control the time of, clock, time of possession, 
and don't turn the ball over. And I think this this team can definitely go in and win this game. 95% of the time, if you win the turnover battle, you're going to win the game. They've got all of that on offense. They've got some good receivers. Frankie Quinchy, 758 yards. Andy Garcia, great footwork to a great route runner, 558 yards. Their defense, though, too, makes a lot of plays. You mentioned that. You've got Dominic Mancuso. Justin wins great defensively, too. He had a couple of fumble recoveries a few weeks ago. But they've got so much talent up and down that board, a great coaching staff. Their chemistry goes back for a decade, a lot of them. Some of those coaches even coached them when they were in youth football, playing together in Nevada with San Marin over there. And now they're here in a state championship. They're going to it. Marin Catholic is, too. You see Marin. I will it looks say, like you want to say something. One more thing about San Marin's defense. They didn't give up a first down in the first four drives of that game. And that included an interception that Abel got, which was one of the best interceptions we've probably seen this year. But not a single first down in the first four possessions for Sutter, which had a good offense going into that game. So just shows how dominant that they can be when they want to be. Yes, it does. And Marin Catholic's another program that's going to state again. They've had great success under Mozzie Moya. They're going again, Michael and Gracia that phenomenal senior quarterback there. I'm waiting on him to get an offer. He said he's heard from some schools, but he's just patiently waiting. He says if one comes, one comes, and if one doesn't, there's nothing he can do about that. He's just controlling the controllables. He's had a phenomenal season. That sophomore running back, Charles Williams, is unbelievably quick. I haven't seen many kids as fast as him, especially at that age. Their receiving core is really coming along, especially after they lost some of their top receivers and their top tight end earlier this year to injury their offensive line. They lost 10 offensive starters from last year, and Grassi, the only one coming back. Now what's happened? 10-game regular season, those guys grew. They got going. They got hot at the right time and clicked. And Marin Catholic, with that defense, that linebacker core, that secondary, that defensive line, is going back to a state championship. And Michael and Grassi, how tough he is, the plays he makes with those guys around him, that coaching staff, it's hard to bet against a team like that that also wins the turnover battle 95% of the time. Yeah, and I know you've seen him, like, what, three or four times this year? Yes. Yeah. yeah so I got to see him once, and it was in that San Marin game. And I wish I could see a little bit more because it was raining. It was wet. It was, like, the first rain game uh, of the year, so it always makes it a little bit tougher. Um, running backs were slipping and stuff like that. So I don't think I got the full, the full offensive output that they can put out, but you saw the flashes, and especially with Michael Ingrassia. He breaks tackles. He makes plays every single time he touches the football. Somehow, some way, he's just going to tough it out and get the first down or, or make the play that they need to make, get made. So that's the most impressive, and I think, obviously, he's going to be the key um, in this game. You know, is Can Michael and Gracia continue and do it for one more single time in high school football and keep making plays? And I can't imagine that type of team, his mentality, that that's going to stop in a state title game because even if he had – a broken foot, broken ankle, broken something, he would go out there and he would give you 100% because that's just kind of the mentality that he has. So um, I'm excited. I will most likely be at that game as we're still trying to figure out the final schedule. But from initial conversations, it seems like I will be at the Marine Catholic game. So I'm excited to see what he does. And we got some state championship previews coming up here in a minute, but we would like to thank Fremont Bank for sponsoring this podcast and for being the official bank of West Coast Preps, with Fremont Bank, you'll get everything you want from your bank. You'll also make a lot possible in your community. We thank Fremont Bank for their support of West Coast Preps and high school athletics. 
State Championship Week, though, Open Division, 8 p.m. on Saturday from Saddleback College in Mission Viejo. It's the number one team in the nation, modern day, playing Sarah from right here in San Mateo. I know everybody probably thinking modern day is going to win this game with all of that talent. They've got over 30 kids with Division One offers. Greg, I'm sure you've seen this whole Google Doc of how many kids have D1 offers from freshmen to seniors on this team, two deeps of just FBS kids. What does Sarah have to do to beat modern day and make some history? Um, is Tom Brady coming back to Sarah to play this weekend? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, can they get the guys that are from the Bay Area on this modern day team to come play for them? Because that just seems fair. They need to do a lot. I think that's uh, that's an understatement because this modern day team is just. They'll probably go down historically as one of the best time periods as they continue to just roll out players. Relique Brown, um, who was committed to Oklahoma, originally from Stockton, he's going to USC now as he's following his coach over there. Um, you got Jordan Davidson, also from the Bay Area. He's got Arizona, Arizona State, <laughs> FAU, Nevada, Oklahoma State. I could go on and on. Look, <laughs> I, literally, there, there's two pages of offers on on yeah. these kids from modern day. <clears throat> Sarah has to play perfect. They can't turn the ball over a single time. They need to create about four or five turnovers, which that defense can do because that defense is talented. But they have to play absolutely perfect. And, and it's no understatement or no not saying anything bad about Sarah because they are an incredible team. They're the number one team in the Bay Area. But that's just how good LA football is right now. And, and it's just how good modern day is right now. Um, because you have all of these athletes like Dominic Lampkin, Nathan Elu, Drew Hazaparty, Sion Lalu, Ryan Silver, Joseph Bay, Danny Niu. Um, I'm not even going to try and say Malachi's name. I think that's how you say it. Smith, he's their backup. You have Jabari Mann. Um, and you also have GI as well. So they have a ton of talent. They can do it but they have to play absolutely perfect football for the 40 or 36 minutes, whatever it is, math. But, yeah. I think they just need to handle modern day's early punch. Modern day's going to come out firing, right? That's what modern day's done every time they've done it under Bruce Rollinson for years when they're playing state championships. We've seen them do that to Davis South. Sarah can withstand those early punches and big plays modern day tries to throw. Sarah can have a chance mentally. How do you respond to modern day? Going up 7-0 or 14-0 if that happens. Offensive line up front, I think Sarah matches up really well. You've got the three D1 offensive line. You've got Zerazzo Party, the San Diego State commit. You've got the Oregon State commit, Nathan Ely. You've got junior Ryan Silver, who's got that Nevada offer. They're going to give Dominic Lampkin time. And Lampkin, that last game, looked like Dominic Lampkin. When Hassan Mahasin went down, Patrick Walsh told us after that game, not after that game, but I should say after the CCS championship against St. Francis, he said for a while without Hassan, Dominic Lampkin just wasn't Dominic Lampkin because they had such a great chemistry and friendship for years. So he's without an athlete that few in this country are like, and he lost him. Lampkin got that chemistry going, and in that CCS championship, Lampkin stepped up, ran the ball well, threw some nice passes. Modern day's secondary, though, is fantastic. They've got Samani Jackson. They've got I mean, it's, you just look up and down. They've got a four-star cornerback in Damani Jackson with 39 offers. They've got three other three-star cornerbacks next to them. 
if Sarah no, wants to win this game fair. offensively too, I think they got to be able to run the ball well, give Lampkin some time. But I think they're going to want to hit their tight end, Seamus Gilmartin, to get some big plays. And I think that's the one, that's one area where Sarah can maybe exploit modern day in this game and keep itself in this until the end if it really thinks it has a chance. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you're wrong there. I, I think that they need to run the ball. They need to limit the amount of possessions that, that modern day has. They need to shorten this game as much as possible. What I am interested in is because I've seen Sarah's big games when they have played a, a Bellarmine or last year when they played um, St. Francis last year. They like to pull out a trick play, whether it's a double yes. pass, whether it is they do something early to try and get the blood flowing. And I'm assuming that there is something in the package that if they find the certain look that they're looking for, they're going to call it, and if they can execute that and somehow jump out to an early lead, they got a shot. But they need, if they win the coin toss, I would almost say they have to take the ball first because they need to somehow get a 7 nothing lead. Yeah, take the coin toss, show confidence in your kids, throw a truck play out there, convert, and then oh, your juices are flowing. They really are. I yeah. think I think that's what's going to start getting them something. That's how you can handle that early prompts for modern day too. You know Patrick Walsh is going to have those tricks up his sleeve. Anytime you've got him on the sideline, coach, you know, you've got a chance. I know Modern Day's got 30-plus Division One kids, but Walsh is probably up all night this entire week scheming up some interesting stuff, some plays you haven't seen before. We've seen him run trick plays. You've seen him do it a few times in those big games. It's where, especially early on, I think he's going to make this one interesting. Yeah, and I've seen I him know, a fake field goal this year and a double pass already this year in the couple of games I've seen. So there's going to be something. There's going to be a wrinkle somewhere in there. He's going to do something crazy. He's like the Bill Belichick of Bay Area coaching right now. Uh, he's always got something different. He's always adapting to something. So I, I think that's – you're going to see something weird from Sarah. Now in this game, though, my prediction, I'm going with modern day. Winning this one, there's too much talent to bet against their modern day has been here before they've been on the stage. They're going to make those plays and modern day is going to win this game. And, you know, we're going to give score predictions for every game too. We're not holding back on anything. This last football week of the season, it's crazy. I think we had football all year from that WCA champions league to the spring season. to all of a sudden this regular fall season is here. I'm going modern day is going to win this one 45 to 21 over Sarah. Obviously, I want to pick Sarah because we know them. We've seen them grow up. We've seen, you know, all that sort of stuff. I, I just can't, I can't do it. Modern day, like you said, has too much talent. <laughs> At least there's some Bay Area guys <laughs> in that clubhouse. Um, but I think it's going to be 45 to, to 17. Uh, modern day takes this one. And now the next one, Division One AA Championship set for 8 p.m. Friday night at Saddleback College. Folsom against Cathedral Catholic. Who do you have in this one? I'm going to go with Folsom. Um, you know, Cathedral Catholic, they have an offense that is explosive. Um, I got to see it. They went up 14 nothing on Dela before Dela just... I, their offense goes crazy sometimes, and that's what they did in that game. And I think they scored like 28 straight on like five plays. Um, but I think Folsom's defense and their talent, their offense can keep up with Cathedral Catholic. Uh, stopping their quarterback of Cathedral Catholic is going to be big. Uh, he's he's really good. 
Uh, there's not much else to say about that. Um, but they have a ton of talent. I know they have someone going to Stanford. Yeah, Jackson Moy. Um, so it, they have a ton of talent, and I think it's going to be close, but I'm going to go with Folsom in a 38-34 win. I'm going to go Folsom 38-24 in this one. Tyler Tremaine, Walker Lyons, that two-headed monster running back, Rico Flores. So much depth there. There's too many weapons there. Charlie Meyer, though, that senior quarterback you mentioned from Cathedral Catholic, has a Michigan offer. He's good. He put on his film. He's a good quarterback that can make a lot of plays. I think Folsom just has too much, and it's going to win this game by two scores. Now the next one is Division 1A at 4 p.m. Saturday at Saddleback College. Liberty from Bakersfield coming off that win over Pitt, won eight straight since falling to Clayton Valley in the regular season playing Sarah Gardena? I, I don't know. If you're asking me two teams, I have no clue on. I, I'm just going to be straight. I'm going up. Sarah. Yeah. I'm going to go Sarah. Sarah's Some got, Sarah team's got, Sarah's got that. Sarah's got that. Although do I will got say the senior this, quarterback. There's nothing else to do in Bakersfield but maybe play football. So, I mean, what is there to do in Bakersfield? Wow, Greg going after an entire city. Hey, Derek Carr is from Bakersfield, okay? And you just proved my point, bud. <clears throat> I, I, know, I know I did. I'm just not trying to hate on Bakersfield because I love Derek Carr. <laughs> I mean, I like Derek Carr. but So I'm going to go with Bakersfield, even though I'm, I just okay. hate it on their town. But because there's nothing else to do out there, I'm just going to – that's that's what I'm basing it off of, and they're going to win um, As soon as I walk on that field – on Saturday, I think is when it said, right? I just read the time for that on, yeah, Saturday for me. As soon as I walk on that field, I'm going to get a huge boo from that entire city of Bakersfield because of Greg right there. You know what? Pour it on. Pour it on. I got Sarah winning this one, though. They're coming off that 21-17 win over Long Beach Poly. You've got Molly Murphy, the Texas quarterback commit. Got 2,700 <laughs> passing yards. And they've got a defense that pressures you. They've got three guys with at least 14 tackles for a loss. D'Angelo Davis has 29. They're going to get some pressure. I think Sarah Gardena wins this one pretty good. I'm going 31-17, Sarah. I got one more thing. When did Bakersfield become NorCal? You know, they never were. And now the way it's slow, because I think there's so many good Southern California teams just for the population. That's actually a good question to read more into. Just my initial guess, don't. I don't know this for a fact, but I would guess just because there's so much of a population in L.A. compared to the rest of Northern California. Maybe just add that for population-wise. Maybe. I'm just saying I've, ne I've never considered once Bakersfield. No. I, I've Fresno is as Fresno is as can, far north that's as it. you can call North That's California. my line. That's my line. Yep. And that's, a, that's literally the center of California. Yeah. So I'm now – Enemy number one, because now I'm saying they shouldn't even be in this game because they shouldn't even be in NorCal championship. So <laughs> Bakersfield hates me, even though I picked them. Anyways, moving on to Division II AA. Yeah, Central Catholic from Modesto. You saw them beat Santa Rosa Valley. They're playing modern-day Catholic from Chula Vista. That game, two AA set for 4 p.m. Friday at Saddleback College. Central Catholic, 13-1. and They've won 10 straight since falling to Bellarmine. Modern-day Catholic really get a lot of Division One talent there. Of course, what's new, but I'm going to go modern-day Catholic wins this one. I'm going to go modern-day Catholic is going to win a 28-21 ball game over a very, very hot Central Catholic team that's got a lot of confidence right now. Yeah, Central Catholic, when I saw him play, very heavy run offense. Um, and I, I'm assuming they're going to stick with that. 
Um, you know, their senior running back had almost 2,000 yards and 36 touchdowns. Uh, and they're both running backs. Another running back, Julian Lopez, had almost 1,300 yards and 17 touchdowns. So I'm assuming they're going to stick with their heavy run offense. Um, I will say that I'm going to go with Central Catholic. Uh, I know modern day, you, know, you, you look at their it's different modern day, still a ton of offers. But um, I'm going to stick with them. I think that if they can limit the possessions in that game, they can definitely win. But Central Catholic, they have a ton of talent, great defense. They showed it against San Ramon Valley, and I was really impressed with what they did there. So Now we're going to move on to the Division IIA state championship. We've seen Wilcox. You've seen them a couple of times in the postseason. Their incredible run. They've had Wilcox 11-2 and two playing Scripps Rants from San Diego, who's 12-1. and one at noon Saturday at Saddleback College. Wilcox has so much offensive firepower. Scripps Ranch has a great running back, too, with three offers from Benedictine, San Diego Valparaiso, the senior Jalen Shaw. What's your initial prediction for this one? Uh, I, I'm i scared for Wilcox because just looking at the scores, and I'm going to pull it up here again because I looked at it earlier. You look through their schedule. They're 13-1. and one this year. Their one loss came to Miramesa. They still, still scored 35 points in that game. That is, and I want to double check this, or 27 is their lowest output of the year. And the rest of them, they scored at least 30, and a lot of these games, they scored 40 or 50. I'm scared that Wilcox, with their style of offense, might not be able to keep up. Um, I'm sure they've shown that they could throw the ball a little bit more last game, and I'm sure that's going to be a part of it. I'm sure that coaches over there are looking at film, just trying to figure out what is the best way to attack their defense. But that offense looks scary, um, just when you're looking at the numbers and that sort of stuff. So I, I don't know if Wilcox is able to keep up with that firepower. I know they've done it before. They did it against Menlo. They put up a bunch of points. And they did it last week against Manteca, put up 35. But can they get to the, the 40 number? Because I feel like this is probably going to be a shootout. I'm with you on that. I don't think there's going to be a ton of defense play to this one. I think Scripps Ranch is going to win a really high-scoring game. I got Scripps Ranch going for 49 and Wilcox for 38. Yeah, I, I'd say that's fair. I'd say that's a fair prediction. I, I, I'll i go with Scripps Ranch, too. I think it, they'll probably put up 45. I have it 45-38. Yeah, that's that's going to be a fun. If you like offense, too, tune into that. All of these games are going to be televised over the weekend. So if you can't be there in Southern California, be sure to tune in for these ones. And then the 3AA State Championship. Vanden hosts Aquinas at 6 p.m. Saturday. We've already talked about Vanden already with our athletes. I'm going Vanden to win this one. Vanden's going to win, I think, another high-scoring game against Aquinas. I think it's going to be a 35-31 ball game. Yeah, I, I'm going to go pick Vanden. There, there's too much uh, too much of a story there. There's too much going on for Vanden in the positive ways right now for them. Uh, I think it's a, it's a season of destiny for them. Uh, there, there's something special for obvious reasons. I'm going to take Vanden in a 41-31 victory. In the next one we've got is McClymans hosting Birmingham at 6 p.m. Saturday in Oakland for the 3A state championship. 
been high on McClellan's. I'm going to stick with it. Their secondary is going to make a lot of plays. Physical, I don't know if Birmingham's seen a secondary physical as this. And Drayon Paul makes plays. He didn't ha have to throw for 100 yards to be Camp Lenovo, but he can run, he can throw. A great leader. They've got great leadership, a great running back. Jay Van Thomas's backup to your, to your Golden's a great sophomore. They got a great line play. I think McClellan's is going to win this state championship game. I'm I'm going Mac wins this one 35 to 24. I have an issue with this game because Mac should even be in this division. And they're gonna they're gonna win this easily. Because really, you look at these teams, there's no disrespect to some of these other teams. That they're better than Wilcox, I think. And and they're better than Vanden. And those are two teams that are ahead of them in the division. So, with that said, McClellan is going to roll through this state title game. They're going to win, what is it, you said six straight? Is this going to be six straight for them? This is their fifth straight state championship. This is their fifth straight state championship. So, in their fifth straight, they're going to win this one pretty easily. I just, I don't think they should be in this division, personally. Um, but I think they'll win this one fairly easily. Yeah, I'm all on the Mac train for this one. The next one is four double A Marin Catholic host Central Valley Christian, who's nine and six at one PM Saturday at Marin Catholic. Greg, who's your pick for this one? I'm gonna go with Marin Catholic. I, I don't see Michael Ingracia losing his final high school football game. <laughs> we talked about his mentality earlier. We talked about it quite a bit. So I won't go too in depth, but I think they win this one fairly easy, easily as well. Michael Ingracia is not losing. I see this one being a 31 to 20 win. Now for this next one, will Greg get a text again from SHE for Mike Hill picking against them, or will he get a text picking for him? Sacred Heart Cathedral hosts Northview, who's nine and six at six p.m. Saturday at Kizar Stadium. Which way are you going, Greg? You know, at this point, I think Cathedral just likes when I pick against them, so uh, I'm, I'm just going to do it again. I'm going to take Northview. Um, because why not? Cathedral just doesn't like me at this point. So Northview is going to win this one, and they're going to win like 41 to 20. 41 to 20. I'm just going to throw it out there. So, you know, somebody's got to give SHC love. I'm going to do it. I've done it all year. You've picked against them. Whenever we've done that, they've won, right? So they should be happy with that. SHC is going to win a thrilling game. I think it's going to go to overtime. I'm just going to, I'm just going to put out that's going to go to overtime. Well, boy, am I glad I'm going to that game Saturday night. That if uh, a state championship game go to overtime, it's it, it would be hard to beat that for anybody. It'd be intense. Yeah, yes, it would. And now the next one, San Marin five double A hosting Independence from Bakersfield, who's nine and six at six p.m. Saturday. Once again, Bakersfield. So that Bakersfield is is good enough for the South, but the other ones in the North. I'm confused. Either way, San Marin's going to win because Bakersfield <laughs> hates me enough. So. Yeah, how, yeah, how does that work? Now that you mentioned that, how do you have one Bakersfield team in the north and one in the south? I, I'm trying not to call out the CIF too much, um, but I, I don't know. I'll just I'll stick with that, and I'll stick with San Marin wins this one by two touchdowns. I'm going with San Marin wins this one, too. I don't think there's anyone that can stop Justin Gwen, Aiden Dendell. Those receivers, that quarterback, that defense. San Marin, that coaching staff, that chemistry. I think he's going to roll to a state championship. And now 5A, Sacred Heart Prep, 7-7, seven seven, hosting Rigetti, who's 10-4 and four at 1 p.m. Saturday. This one, sorry, Sacred Heart, but I'm going Rigetti wins this game 
Is this like Dave Rigetti's high school? The old Giants pitching coach? Is that where they got that name from? You know, it is not. Uh, if it was, then I would have maybe went them just because I'm a diehard Giants mm-hmm. fan. But instead, I'm going to go with Sacred Heart Prep. Matt Buker, um, their quarterback, their linebacker, I'm sorry, multi-sport athlete, also plays basketball. Incredible talent. They've got a, Andrew Latu has been incredible this year every time I see him play. Um, I think there's enough talent on that side. It's going to be a close one, though. I think it's going to come down to a field goal in the final second. So I'm going to go low-scoring affair, 2017 Sacred Heart Prep. And then six double-A, Argonaut hosting Quartz Hill. Argonaut 11-3, Quartz Hill 10-4. At Argonaut, 6 p.m. Saturday. Argonaut coming off a huge win over St. Vincent de Paul. I'm going Argonaut. Continues this trend and gets a state championship. Yeah, Argonaut, I mean, they've, they've been playing well um, through most of the year, especially in the playoffs. Huge, huge win against St. Vincent de Paul. I'm going to go 